It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to this special crossover edition of Locked On Bulldogs, Locked On Auburn Podcasts. I am Daniel. I That's am Clint. Clint. Yeah. We got somebody else in here with us. Who who let right. this, who opened the front door and didn't lock it? Uh, uh, it's hard to say. Yeah. Auburn folks just walk into places now. It's kind of our thing. No, uh, pumped to hang out with you guys today. It's great. Yeah, we're, very, we're glad. This is uh, Zach from Lockdown Auburn. We got a crossover episode. We got a lot to talk about. So Daniel and I are going to keep this short and truncated. Uh, we are not gurus or insiders whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We're fans. Zach uh, is. Zach, Zach is a, well. I don't know about that. I don't know about fide guru and insider, I think. That's right. That's right. Um, we are fans first and foremost, so we're going to talk on this podcast like fans do, just like your team. So if you want uh, rational takes, this is certainly, first of all, wrong probably, podcast. Secondly, wrong probably. episode. Um, 100% all the way through. <laughs> we're going to have hot takes from our fan bases. We'll be here with each other talking about that. If you want gurus or insiders, seek elsewhere. Daniel's going to let you know how to contact us here at the show. Yeah, I mean, follow both podcasts, Locked on Auburn. You can find it wherever uh, audio podcasts are found. Same with Locked on Bulldogs. Subscribe to those podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review if you like the show um, and uh, tell somebody about it. And then also here on YouTube, if you're listening to the audio version of this right now, you can head on over to YouTube, search Locked on Auburn, search Locked on Bulldogs, and you can find both those shows. You can subscribe to this little a secret. You can subscribe to both shows. That's what you can oh. do. That's just oh, a little that's a little insider tip. Uh, subscribe to the shows. Uh, leave a comment, thumbs up, bell, whatever the things are that YouTube does. All right. Look, it's enough about that. If you're if you're a Georgia fan and you hate mm-hmm. everything Auburn, you can still come over mm-hmm. to my page and comment mean things. I don't care. It still helps. Right. Me, so that'd be huge. Thank you. Mean comments are welcome. Mm. Auburn fans, you already know this. You don't have to be oh, told this. No permission so, needed for Auburn fan over no. my page. <laughs> no permission needed. Thank you so much. I I looked, by the way, for some sports memory in the background, but I could not find any. And so maybe next time. I noticed Zach doesn't have any either, but that's that's oh look. Oh Clint, you got some. That's, that's a bona fide, that's a credential right there. Uh well, this is a this is a Brooks uh signed baseball over here. Uh Stan Musual signed baseball over here. Ooh. Uh, so Brooks Robinson, Stan Musial. And then this is uh, signed by the late, great UCLA coach, John Wooden basketball. Wow. So, um, wow. How about that? Hey, that's, I don't know what you call sports memorabilia, yeah. but. Wow. I, I mean, if it was a, if it was a Bruce Pearl signed basketball, it might be worth a little bit more, but I guess that's fine <laughs> if you could get it. I don't want the FBI what? smoke in my house, man. I don't want that. <laughs> that's okay. That's we're nice. doing, we're starting like this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Right. That is okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the game. Uh, obviously, Georgia on the road uh, at um, at Auburn this weekend. And so, um, yeah, let me just kick it off, Zach. Uh, from your perspective, uh, coming off a huge win at sure. LSU, first time in 100 years that Auburn has won in Baton Rouge. And so right. Auburn fans seem to be feeling good. You have a little bit more insight into the fan base than we do. Are, how good are Auburn fans feeling right now? 
they're feeling great. Yeah, like you said, it's been over 20 years, um, and, and it's been uh, it's been a pretty cool few day scene. I think the way that they did it as well, the way that they won also matters. Um, defense adjusted. There's been a lot of Auburn fans really kind of attacking Derek Mason with his approach to the defense, and so uh, the last three quarters against LSU, the defense was was pretty awesome. It was pretty top notch. So you got to like that. And then um, the way Bo Nix played. I think is definitely a big part of everything that you saw or that you wanted to see Auburn fans, you know, get excited about. So him running around and all that, I think is cool. But what I said on locked on Auburn earlier this week is, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And that may work against uh, Arkansas and it may work against A&M and Ole Miss and Mississippi state, maybe even Alabama. I don't know if it works this weekend because I don't know if Georgia's defense is going to really let him, uh, you know, run around and do, um, you know, really exciting stuff like that. We'll see. We'll see. I think they're certainly going to try it, and maybe they'll game plan for it specifically. But I think that's why Auburn fans are so excited. Obviously, the you know the time, but the way they beat LSU was a big deal, big deal. And obviously, George is coming off of a huge win against Arkansas. Absolutely, yeah. And so um, I think both teams feeling good. Georgia fans, I mean, you 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 know this, I'm sure. But if you're an Auburn, I mean, this Georgia fans every year. Let me just placate to the Auburn fans for a second. Every year, hmm. Georgia thinks they're going to win the national championship. Every year, Georgia fans right. think they're going to win the national championship. And y'all been wrong um, for a long time. And we've been wrong for a long time. I can't even remember the exact year it was that we won. Nobody, actually, nobody, actually, nobody ever tells me about it, so I can't even remember what year it was that we did win. But we Auburn, have been wrong. This, comments. That's all. But yeah, tell us in the comments what year we won the national championship. Right. If you've already typed that comment, just give it a thumbs up and so that it'll move up towards the top. Um, that's right. Um, this year feels different. And every Georgia fan will tell you this year feels different. I think the eye test will tell you this Georgia team is different than uh, Georgia teams in the past. Um, but I'm curious about Bo Nix. You brought up Bo Nix and – this has been, to me, a bizarro Bo Nix year because yeah, the narrative it? on the narrative on Bo Nix, right, has always been. And Clint, we talk about this all the time. Great at home, terrible on the road. Like if you get Bo Nix on the road, he's going to make really dumb decisions. He's going to throw some picks, and he's going to cost Auburn the game. Plays like lights out at home. Well, this year Bo Nix gets benched at home against Georgia State. And then mm -hmm. comes back on the road and has an unbelievable, unbelievable performance against LSU. Right. And so my question, Zach, is from your perspective, is this a new Bo Nix? Or, or was this a one-game deal? Or has Bo Nix turned things around? I think it's about finding that balance. I mean, the previous two seasons, he'd get in the pocket. And there were, as soon as he get the ball, he'd leave the pocket. Always kind of scrambled to his right for no reason. And then that was so much of the story all summer is, Bo, stay in the pocket and throw the football. And he was doing that, and he was doing it okay. Like you mentioned, he struggled uh, at times against uh, Georgia State when he got benched there, but looked good. Uh, I think he looked fine at Penn State. Was he perfect? No, but uh, I think he did enough for Auburn to win the game there. Um, and then at LSU, he started just running around like crazy. Um, and I think he's just got to figure out that balance. And I still think this new coaching staff – is figuring out what all they have with Bo Nix and, and, and the rest mm -hmm. of the rest of you know the, the personnel on both sides of the football. So I think that's I think that's kind of it is everybody's trying to figure out what the right balance of hey, go let Bo be Bo and also kind of 
branding, you know, got to pull them in and, 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 you know, run the scheme the right way. And that to your point, the balance, the last, I, I looked at Brian Harson's career as a head coach, Arkansas state, and then Boise state. And every single year he was at those programs, Arkansas State had a very, very balanced offense. The numbers of rush yards and pass yards, almost identical. Boise State, almost 100 more pass yards per game than rush at Boise State. All of a sudden this year at Auburn, yeah, he, it's it's almost identical. Is it not 239 right down the in middle. the air yeah. and 238? Um, is that the balance you're talking about, understanding how to play within Bo? Because I, I look at, I mean, I said this last year, I think uh, the misuse of tank was egregious to me last year. I was shocked at Auburn's inability to do that. Um, is that the balance you're talking about, or is it specifically the type of plays calling with Bo Nix? Well, I meant just with, with Bo figuring out when he needs to leave the pocket early versus when he needs to stay in and kind of deliver a pass and kind of be calm, cool, and collected. But, yeah, I mean, as far as play calling goes, that's something that Harson talks about all the time is it's all about balance, balance, balance. And I don't think that always necessarily means, all right, 50% run, 50% pass, or 50% of the production needs to be through the air, and 50% of it needs to be through the ground. I, I think it's going to vary from week to week, and I think it may vary from team to team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you talk about the use of Tank Bigsby, and that's been something that Auburn fans have a really hard time understanding because if they use Tank Bigsby a little bit more, or even Jarquez Hunter a little bit more, they beat Penn State on the road, and they get a really, really big win earlier this season. But it didn't happen that way. And I expected to see a ton of that at LSU. Y'all probably did too, because LSU can't defend the run. But yep. something doesn't look right with Tank. Um, it, it seems like there's kind of – I've read a few different places it's a hip issue. I don't know if that's true or not. But mm. looking at him, he doesn't look like he has. Um, whether it was the end of last year before he went down against Tennessee or uh, the start of this season. But Jarquez Hunter – He's the highest rated running back in the country per pro football focus, getting kind of those number two reps. He has been a diamond in the rough uh, for this Auburn coaching staff and what they found in the, as this three-star from Mississippi. He's been absolutely incredible. And there's kind of a little bit of a dialogue going on within the Auburn fan base as who's the best running back on this team right now. And a lot of Auburn folks will say it's Jarquez Hunter. That is yeah, that's that's, shocking. That's wild. Um, I think... That's the benching that people are not talking about at Auburn because Brian Harson was asked, wasn't he, that like if there was an injury to Tank Bigsby in his in his either Monday press conference or his post game press conference at LSU, yeah. and he said, nope, he's fully fully present, fully full go, everything was fine with him, but I think everyone assumed there was an injury because Jarquez Hunter, especially down the stretch in that LSU game, was getting the lion's share of the carries, and to your point. I mean, he's producing like the look. I mean, the kid is a, a little right. a cannonball. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he was looking good. Uh, we got more to talk about uh, about the Auburn team. And uh, I don't know, maybe Zach wants to talk about the Georgia team or maybe he's just resigned himself to the inevitability of this Georgia football team. Uh, we need to so, talk about the Robertson more. I think we all can agree. Yeah. On. We'll ask more D-Rob questions coming up after the break. Do I, do I have a vote on this? Because uh, if so, I refuse to do so. Uh, hey, want to let you know about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is our sports book experts. Right now, you go over there, and you can just get on the action. Daniel and I will be back on uh, Thursday's episode doing locks. We'll give you our spread for this game, our prediction, scores, over-unders, and betonline.ag 
is the place to go. It's got a new updated website with interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Dan and I love it. I'm sure Zach loves it. Get over there right now. Use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. You'll receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I know math is hard for a lot of us, but again, whatever you put in, half that, and then put it on top, and that's what you get to bet with. Football, basketball, boxing, right at your fingertips. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Betonline.ag, promo code locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. What are the questions you got for uh, Zach Daniel? Well, I, I want to talk about, I want to shift to the Auburn defense and talk about um, because I think that side of the ball is the, you know, the Georgia defense, the way that they match up against this Auburn offense, obviously going to be, I think maybe a bigger story, the way the Auburn defense matches up against the Georgia offense. Um, So let me, let me just ask you this question, Zach, and I'll leave it as open-ended for you as I can. If Auburn defense is going to succeed on Saturday and you can define that however you want, um, what needs to happen? for Auburn defense to have a successful day on Saturday. The pass rush, they need to stop the run. They need to defend the back end. They need to X, Y, Z. What's the thing that that needs to happen? So my answer for both sides of the ball of what Auburn needs to do against Georgia is the trenches. What's that look like? Because I think that is a drastic mismatch with what Georgia's offensive line versus Auburn's defensive line and then vice versa. Georgia's offensive line, uh, or, but yeah, y- y'all got what I'm saying. So I, I just yeah, think yeah. Georgia is just going to physically outmatch Auburn in the trenches. And so what does that look like as far as Auburn attempting to stop the run? Because I think that's what their game plan is going to be. And Auburn's got some really good linebackers, and I expect big games out of them. Owen Papo, is he going to be able to come back and play? That's going to be a huge deal um, for, you know, Auburn stopping the run. But Zacoby McLean's going to be good, but he can't do it by himself. Chandler Wooten's been good, but he can't do it by himself. So Auburn's going to have to get some kind of push. And you mentioned pass rush, but I'm more concerned with them stopping the run and uh, mm. not getting blown off the football. Uh, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, that's, you know, it's really interesting. The offensive line last week against Arkansas, Arkansas, a good team. No one should downplay them. I know they got rolled, but that's still a good team. And the offensive line we commented was the most impressive part of the game. Uh, we knew we had a couple of receivers that can catch. And if JT is ready to go, Monk and the passing offense is great. Um, but man, the offensive line showed out in incredible ways last week against Arkansas's defense. Um, now they were conservative. I, I don't know if Auburn's going to try to attack more or play back. Um, Arkansas definitely played back. And so maybe that gave us the push required, uh, but the offensive line showed out and uh, it only looks like it's getting better as they get more comfortable. Cedric Van Pran, our center new guy into the rotation. We got Jamari over at left tackle. He was, should be guard, but, but transition out. So, uh, it's a lot of beef. It's a lot of strength and yeah. Man, they're starting to feel their oats. So uh, I know Auburn has a defensive lineman uh, that might be missing this game as well. Didn't travel to Penn State. Uh, is that correct? I, I thought I read a report somewhere like that. 
Um, just wondering yeah. about the depth of that of that push on the defensive line if they're going to be able to stand up. I think you're right. That's going to be key for Auburn. Yeah, and the guy you're you're talking about is TD Moultrie. Um, yeah, his future with the team may be up in question. We we don't really know all the details yet, but he keeps getting asked about. It and everyone's like, yeah, we we don't know. It's essentially what they're saying. Wow. So. We'll see. And he normally does. Uh, he does a weekly interview with an NIL deal with uh, one, of, one of the Auburn sites and he stopped doing he didn't do it this week. So take that for what it's mm. worth. So, um, one of uh, one of the folks that commented on Locked on Auburn, one of the videos from earlier the week, guys, talked about stopping George's tight ends. Tell me a little bit about George's tight end position and what you guys like to do with them. Um, I, I, I'm going to limit us to to. No more than thirty minutes on this subject, Daniel, because you and I. You can don't talk tell me. Talk. Don't tell me how to live my life, Clint. I'll okay. do what I want. Right. Right. Um, he asked about the tight ends. He he probably wants to know. Let me pull out this this chart that I have conveniently <laughs> behind me. Um, no, Brock Bowers, true freshman tight end, has been a revelation for Georgia this year. Um, he has been the number one target. Everybody knows George Pickens is out. Auburn fans, I think, know who George Pickens is. It's hard why to say. Why are we doing this? It's hard to say who knows who anybody is. So I was just clarifying. George Pickens is a wide receiver. He is from the state of Alabama, I believe, or at least has spent some time there. It's hard to say. The but, only receiver in this game that I care about is Demetrius Robertson. Demetrius Robertson. Again, let's get back to Demi. Well, Brock Bowers is like the Demetrius Robertson for Georgia, um, except okay. that okay. he. Ex- Except that he's the first target that we throw the ball to, and he is often very productive for the offense. Now, this last week against Arkansas, nobody caught the ball because nobody threw the ball, and so it was tough to catch the ball. Uh, We did target Brock Bowers a couple times, a couple really bad throws by Stetson Bennett. But, um, yeah, I know. It's It's hard to say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, Brock Bowers – name rank that name Stetson Bennett the fourth scale oh. one to ten scale of one to ten one being John Smith and ten being Tank Bigsby I right. think Stetson Bennett the fourth is probably like a 9.25 I don't no know way. somewhere yeah. it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like a, I'm not talking about like I would want it for myself but I'm saying in terms of iconic names mm. just like for a Georgia fraternity guy like this is Stetson Bennett the fourth. I'll tell you right now, if he's not playing football, that collar is up to here. The, the truly <laughs> is in his hand. Um, that's that's that. That's how legendary that name is. Let's, Better it sounds believable. The fourth or Smoke Monday. Ooh, uh, cooler name Smoke Monday. Better name Stetson Bennett the fourth. Got it. Okay. So yeah. So Brock Bowers, yeah, Brock Bowers, I would say is the, he's the number one weapon. Obviously, you've got wide receivers like Jermaine Burton. I mean, the national narrative about Georgia is that we don't have any receivers because George Pickens Demetri- is hurt. and that, right. Because, yeah, yeah, Demetrius Robertson left. And, uh, yeah, and, and so Arik Gilbert never played for us, and so that was a loss, apparently, that he left the team, even though he was never on the team. So – that's been the narrative. Neither of us buy into that narrative. There's really talented weapons in the wide receiver room, but the tight end room with Brock Bowers, and now you've got Darnell Washington, who's a freak of nature. You know, he's he's just a massive human being who can run and catch the ball. Um, he played last week against Arkansas, I think kind of getting back into the flow of things. He helps tremendously in the run game, and Georgia mm. loves to use multiple tight ends, and 
the offensive line gets a lot of credit for what happened last week, but I think the blocking on the edge, the blocking on the perimeter, blocking with guys like Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington helped a ton. And so he's expected to be back and go against Auburn. That would be huge if he gets targets in the passing game, which I expect Georgia might need to throw the ball a little bit. Again, they're not going to have the same game plan that they had against Arkansas. So you're going to see the tight ends involved because Todd Munkin likes to use them. And honestly, it's not just even that. It's that they're two of the more talented weapons. And so this Georgia offense doesn't care. They're trying to get the ball to the weapons, and the weapons this year happen to play tight end. Yeah, yeah. And I think Auburn fans are so interested in that because Auburn against Penn State just didn't want to cover the tight end, which is interesting. Bold move. Um, it's a bold, bold strategy. We'll see how it pays out for him. It didn't pay off uh, in previous, mm. so we'll see. Now, all joking aside, yeah. though, uh, it's uh, I think it's like an assignment issue. It's never really been a talent issue, which is kind of the glass half full way of looking at it. It's just, oh, they aren't covering this guy. Communication got mixed up somewhere. So that'll be something. Mm. I think that was part of the growing pains of just getting a new defensive scheme. You know, I mentioned Derek Mason earlier in the conversation, so – that seems yeah. to be better against LSU. There's only been a few plays where like Auburn actually just got beat on a play as far as talent goes on the back end. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see if that translates to uh, to Georgia on Saturday. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if Owen can't go. Um, y- y'all going to need somebody who is size, speed, combo worthy to go up against Brock and Big O Darnell. Um, and so you put a, a DB on him, bring down a safety, maybe a, a smoke Monday or somebody like that. Um, size that's, wise, that's you know, yeah. Kentucky. You, yeah. I, I'm talking, I'm talking size. I'm talking size. Yeah, wise. We, we referenced him before Daniel, get off my lawn. Um, mm-hmm. bringing it back full circle. Okay. Uh, but somebody size wise like that needs to go ahead and, and do that. Um, so if Auburn doesn't have that guy going for it and we get into two tight end sets and knowing that Todd Munkin's seen that in Penn state, I think you might see an early heavy, healthy dose of that uh, against Auburn on Saturday. And, and you got, you got to think that Auburn realizes that that's coming. I mean, that's what Georgia did so well. Watch any tape. Watch any tape for Georgia this year, and that's what you're going to see. Yeah. So what do they do to to change all that? You know, I I think they're going to go in trying to stop the run and limit the tight ends in the passing game. Then, look, Auburn's got a really good corner outside of Roger McCreary. I think he's fantastic. I've gone on other Locked On shows doing crossovers saying I think he's one of the most underrated players in all of college football. I think Mm. he's really, really special. The drop-off, though, on the other side from him to Nehemiah Pritchett, I think it's pretty big. And I don't think Pritchett's a bad mm. corner by any stretch of the imagination, but Roger McCurry is just so good. Um, but do, How do I, they use him? Do they move him around? Do they, they typically move him around? around? No, they yeah. don't. And I wish okay. and I, they would have moved him around more. Like uh, Jahan Dotson with Penn State ate Auburn alive, but not when mm. McCurry was covering him. It was always when they moved him around the formation to get him uh, away from Roger. So... I'm curious to see what they do with that. Like who, who would be Georgia's number one outside of receiver? Like who do you think McCreary would match up best against? Yeah, I mean, it'd be Jermaine Burton, number seven. Um, he, he's a big time weapon and he's had big time games for Georgia. He's a deep threat. And so he's the guy of everyone on the offense. He's the guy that to top off and 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 really go home run ball but he can also possession receiver on the sidelines uh and get a pick up a third down and and things like that but um ad mitchell a true freshman um really came on in the spring game and number five he's playing lights out for georgia this year and so i think he's a second option kiaris jackson's been there forever uh very reliable not super flashy but a very reliable option in the pass catching but 
you know, Brock Bauer's not your typical tight end. Like he's not running six yard hitches, you know, across the middle. Like he is a stretch of the defense type of guy. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn does try to match up with him with somebody who's got more defensive back skills. Because I think if you put a linebacker anywhere near Brock Bowers, it's a it's a big problem, a big time problem for a defense. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, we're gonna come back after this and ask some more questions and maybe field some more from Zach. But first want to let you know about prize picks prize picks right now is fantasy made easy have you heard about them if not daniel been talking about them for a long time we love them it's a leader in college sports daily fantasy prize picks offers more college props than anyone in the world and by the way we can think of a lot uh, all of your users that deposit right now promo code locked on get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars you pick two to five players in the over under on their projections you could win up to ten times on any entry allows mixed sport entries as well as award-winning app as well as on their website prizepicks.com right now head over there prizepicks.com use promo code locked on go to the app store and download the app today also want to tell you about built bar which zach clint and i have been talking about since we were born basically mm -hmm. it is the best tasting there it is a little visual aid if you're watching on youtube that's a little um, – Zach's about to eat that. I can't believe you've had that thing sitting in front of you this entire time and haven't eaten it yet. Zach, it's, been been yeah. it's been hard. It's unbelievable. What a, what a discipline this man possesses. Uh, Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on planet Earth, and if you don't believe us, then you should just try one. They come in a wide variety of delicious flavors. There's chocolate flavors, fruit mm, flavors, that, caramel flavors, caramel birthday cake flavors. Um, uh, all you have to do is go to builtbar.com, enter the promo code locked on 15, and you're going to get 15% off your first order. Clint, I think he's trying to throw that built bar out the second floor brownstone window. He's out, out it, the brownstone, just right up there. You put out it the right up window. the brownstone window. Um, uh, builtbar.com, promo code locked on 15. You're going to get 15% off. Your first order, you get a box of one flavor. You get a variety pack of multiple flavors. They're high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar. They're keto approved. They're good for whatever diet you are on. And we guarantee you they're the best tasting protein bar that you have ever had. Go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON15, and enjoy yours today. Uh, I'm really curious. Here's, here's my question. Georgia's defense is uh, unmatched in all the land. Um, we know Bo's got scramble ability he's got them legs he's looking like he can make some reads some receivers whatnot but it's, you said the trenches demetrius um, robertson i believe that was the probably the, was probably the biggest thing demetrius robertson yeah by the way yeah. if you're if you're drinking at home with d rob Ooh. name drop you are Boy. under the table right now we apologize <laughs> we should have warned you at the beginning yeah um this offensive line for auburn um how the heck is it gonna try to match up against Georgia's attacking front seven, who's bringing blitzes and stunts. And then when they go man up just one-on-one, -on -one, uh, they're winning those one-on-ones. What's Auburn? I don't, how, how I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Um, far be it for me to ever be <laughs> disrespectful. But when you, when you turn on the tape, they just from an untrained eye and granted, not a guru or an insider, they look really bad. The Auburn offensive line. Are they really bad or are they, or are I, they okay? I don't think they're really bad. I think they're fine. I think they're a fine SEC offensive line, which is maybe better than what we thought they would be going into the season. Hmm. Um, when you look at what it's, – it's virtually the same offensive line that started against Georgia last year. There's not a whole lot of moving around that happened. Okay. It's a little different, but it, it, for the most part, it's the same. 
And the big thing that happened again in that game last year was they just like didn't block some dudes. And, and obviously they got beat on the edges a ton too. But then Bo did this stuff where he was just kind of running around. It was like Tank Bigsby's first relevant game. So there was a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff that could go wrong in that situation. And it did. It, all, it pretty much all went wrong in that situation a year ago. So what, what's the biggest difference with this offensive line now is I think you're seeing a better job of communication along the offensive front. I think you're seeing them be a little bit better in the pass protection realm. The run blocking has been pretty inconsistent. Um, but I, I just think they're going to have a hard time getting a push, especially on the inside of, uh, 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 you know, with, with your guards and your centers. And I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be an issue. I think it's going to be an issue for the Tigers. So what do you do to game plan against that? I think Auburn's done fine running to the outside. I think they've done a good job in recent weeks getting their running backs involved in the passing game. Sean Shivers, I think he mm. was talking like six times, which is something that we haven't really seen before, but I think he's really, really good in that role. And mm. I also think it kind of forces a mismatch in Auburn's favor, one of the few situations where I think they can kind of um, construct a mismatch when they, when they have the ball against Georgia. So I expect to see a lot of that and uh, whip out the secret weapon, Demetrius Robertson. Mm. That's right. Uh, on an end around, I assume. Um, like, he scored on an end around this season, so I don't know why he yeah. couldn't again. Look, this oh. this much I know. Auburn doing end around and Let's Auburn listen, no. yelling at me for my lack of memorabilia. These are the two things don't, I know in life. Don't, don't do that to them. Gus Malzahn has left. The, the well, long, dark season is over. We're not we are not running gimmick high school formations anymore. Auburn is they're trying well, to be real. All right, so – so obviously George is a big a big favorite in this game, despite Auburn being the home team. What's the biggest concern from the Georgia perspective going into Saturday's game? Clint? Demetrius Robertson? It's, uh, <laughs> Daniel? It's look, I told you I told you before the call, Zach, that you're never gonna find an honest Georgia fan that says we're just gonna walk into Jordan Hare Stadium in Auburn, Alabama. And Jordan. we're just gonna walk out, J Jordan. I'm sorry. What was it again, Zach? Jordan Hare Stadium. Well, Thank I you. I don't. Okay. Thank you, Clint. Thank you. Clint it's tries Jordan. to correct me every time. I mean, every it's it's time. A, Clint knows nothing. It's fine. I, don't worry about it. Spelling is hard. The like rest of us, it's okay. The rest of us in America know nope. how to spell. But continue. I Listen, the rest of us in America. It's the Deep South Soulless rivalry, Clint. The rest of us in America have nothing to say here. That's nothing. Okay. That's not. Well, we're not. You should be not listening more. All right, uh, Georgia. No Georgia fan is going to tell you that you just roll into Auburn and you roll out with a victory. No problem. Not not a concern in the world. It's a weird place to play. Weird things happen, and so you know I don't. It's not it's not real, but like weird juju, I think is what Georgia fans are most concerned with. Why but, do you say it's not real? Well, weird juju is not real. I think it's pretty but, real. No, I think sometimes balls just bounce off people's helmets and other people catch them and they run them into the end zone. Like I that's that's real. Then they but, leave the school and then come be a really good player at the school that they happen to do. <laughs> This really good player. That's what we're going with now. We're really going with really good player. Really good college safety. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Who threw that pass, by the way? I, was it? Former Georgia guy, right? Yeah, I guess. People always leave y'all to come to us. It's never the other way around. 
That's weird, it's right? Hard. Even KD Johnson, we haven't even brought him up yet. He's going to be great this year. KD Johnson. Yeah, we were supposed to host a crossover episode in basketball season, but then a hapless Tom Crean team beat you in basketball last year. Do you remember that? Is that, mm. is that was that real life? Was that real life? How did that happen? All right, Tom Crean. Tom Crean got his second SEC win as coach against uh, top-ranked uh, Auburn team. Okay, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why players leave schools. I don't know why players' names are Big Cat. I don't know a lot of things about college football, but what I know is that Georgia is better in every phase of the game than Auburn. And so I think most Georgia fans and put in the comments on Locked On Auburn, Georgia fans, what you're concerned about, but. I think most Georgia fans will tell you they're not concerned about anything. It's nothing. That's that's going to um, be the overwhelming comment. It's nothing. Hundred percent. Now in seventeen, the the just absolute. I, I have PTSD from Jordan Hare Stadium from Jordan, that mm -hmm. game. Jordan Hare Stadium. Yes, from Jordan Hare Stadium, I have PTSD <laughs> from that. Thank you, sir. Um, because that was one of the first years uh, coming into fandom that I really, really got involved. Team was good. Team was going great. And then all of a sudden walked into a buzzsaw of that stadium. That team for Auburn did not beat us. That stadium beat us, I'm convinced. Uh, so when we say bad juju, that's what I'm saying. So, But, sure. but however, I, I think just, just again, from a logical fan's perspective, which we don't have, that's never there. No such um, thing. No, no, no bombing section on side is a logical no. fan. No, I but if I that. were really quickly to say that nothing scares me about Auburn against this Georgia team uh, at all. Um, there are a couple things that I know will hit. Um, I talking to you about, about past game. I believe Brian Harsons will dial up something to get some outside shots going and that'll happen two, who, three who times. Who do you think it'll be to you think? Oh gosh. Now to that, I don't know. I can't think of anybody that's going to be able to catch a ball. Um, Probably Jake Fromm's little brother. I would That's guess right. if I had to go. guess who's going to catch the deep ball, it would probably be Jake Fromms. I mean, most of the routes I've seen when Auburn throws the ball deep down the field take about 48 seconds to develop because Bo Nix is just run like running. And Do you think he and gets so, paid his NIA deal by how many steps he takes on the football field? That's, is that what happens? Yeah. He yeah, turns in the Fitbit. Sweet tea calories. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, and look, and I'll kind of turn the question back to you, Zach, because I think that was kind of the final point that I have on this game is like this this game, and you know it because you've been covering it uh, for years and you know this rivalry. I know this rivalry. I grew up in it. Um, it. It gets its reputation on how close it is, right? These teams are close in proximity to each other. The overall series is close. The total points, they're going to put up some kind of graphic. You could just bet your life that they're going to put up this graphic about the total points separating the two teams. Yep. And it's this, and it's this, and it's this. Sure. But you look at the recent series history, this game's not close. Nine of the last 12 have been decided by double digits. And four of the last five have been decided by 17 points or more. Right. Four of the last five in this series. So a, a big win for either side would fit the recent history of this rivalry. And so I'll ask you, what is a more likely outcome? A big win, like a, a double-digit win for one side or a close game? Oh, a big win by one side. Yeah. For sure, yeah. because I think Georgia's going to win by a good bit. So, yeah. I just want it's is there is there hope that the game could be close from an Auburn perspective, and is it based on anything other than 
Jordan Hare magic? I think the run defense can keep them in there for a bit. Mm. I just think over time, it's just going to, the defense is just going to wear down. That that is yep. my. I I bet it's a one score game at the half, and then somewhere late third quarter, I, I think I think it starts to kind of get out of hand. That's that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. That seems totally fair. I I was thinking the same thing because Georgia usually the last couple of games have gotten out to this big lead in the first quarter and then basically hit cruise control. Huge start, yes. And just and just said no. I don't think that's going to be the case this game. I think we see more conservative Kirby on the beginning opening drives, feeling each other out in the on the road. Maybe JT's not able to go. Maybe it's Stetson again, uh, and we're going to have to rely. JT's I, well, not I, able to. JT's not going to play. I, I know that. You know that. Zach knows that. But there are fans out there. Can who we say his full name, please? Stetson Bennett the fourth. Thank you. Stetson Bennett the fourth. Um, one and zero. One and zero versus Auburn in his career. One and zero is the starting quarterback against Auburn. I was so confident in that game too. Oh, <laughs> oh all listen. We all listen to the podcast. So I thought fun. about queuing up moments from last year's podcast. It's a but we, we opted not to. Look, totally just- uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, go subscribe to Locked on Auburn if you're a Bulldog fan. Come subscribe to Locked on Bulldogs if you're an Auburn fan. Um, maybe we'll get back together this basketball season. Who knows? But certainly, uh, maybe we'll meet again in the SEC championship game. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's just, totally. Yeah. Maybe totally. D-Rob will just rally the troops and um, look, let's get it. Uh, you have to say his name. Is that what's happening down yeah. there? Yeah, that's, okay. that's what's happening down here. He's only We're said six. Yeah. Only I six like, times. I feel like you missed a few there. Well, no, we you have failed him. your listeners. You failed we, your we listeners. We referenced him many, many times, but the full name was not used all but six. Got it. All right. Well, um, uh, that is Zach, Clint, and I. We are. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, subscribe, leave us a comment, and um, we'll both both be back tomorrow with more content. Locked on Auburn, locked on Bulldogs here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.